and uh, I am uh, happy to be here with you today. Um, do you hear me well? Can you can you signal me if you hear me all? Yes. Okay. Um, very well. Okay. Very nice. I see. Uh, uh, I see uh, Miriam here. Welcome, Miriam. Nice to hear, see you here. Uh, and uh, I saw the name of uh, Jack, my friend, uh, dear friend Jack Saunders. Uh, I love. Uh, nice to see you here with us today. And please, uh, if you have any remarks or question, Jack, uh, please, please, uh, I'll be happy to hear it from you. Um, looking forward to see you sometime in uh, in convention or before that, any place, Jack. All right, and uh, so we can start now. And uh, I like to kind of t t just remind you everyone where where are we now in the story. So we are we are actually dealing with the first commandment, idolatry. And as we said the last time, idolatry, the, chap the first chapter of Genesis. Uh, actually set up the whole trial uh, as Rashi says in the verse uh, uh, let us make Adam in our image and our form that's actually where idolatry uh, was allowed by Hashem to exist and we'll see how it did happen so the, the, the first chapter actually set up the, the whole issue who, who, of idolatry the trial and, and idolatry as we said last time has a positive and negative side the, po the negative side everyone knows it know it you know do not worship idol so uh, do not worship this do not worship that you know they, we know that there is a it's a big it's a big issue and we'll discuss it later on the negative side who are the idols who are the idols of the of the ancient time, and who are the other the, the transient transient idols, and who are the the eternal idols that uh, we it's are embedded in our soul, and we will never depart from us. So our idolatry trial exists forever. If the Torah if the Torah give us a, a, a commandment, every commandment exists forever. Uh, so idolatry, uh, the, the idol may change in history, uh, the face of the idol may change, but the idolatry as a commandment exists, and a, each generation has its own idols, and everything is actually almost like predicted in the first chapter, we will discuss it. So there is a negative side of idolatry, which the prophet of Israel used to to shout to the people, you know, do not if you do if you if you worship idol, this and this will happen to you. But there is a positive side of the idol of idolatry, and to, uh, the, 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 the the question is, whom should we we shouldn't whom should we worship? We should not worship idols. So who is it, who is our creator? Who what is his name? Where is he? Uh, how how can we know him? And what did he did? What did he do to to the world? And how did they created it? 
how did created us and who were we are we, who are we so the, the all this question who is the creator what's his name what did he do how did he do it where are we how how are we built how did he made us to stand the trial of idolatry all that is is given to us in this small beautiful unbelievable compact and uh, full of energy chapter of Genesis number one it's the first chapter of Genesis and uh, so this is what we are going to focus last time again uh, we went into the tale of the name the first issue that who created us and we said that uh, there is an infinite creator has no name beyond any conception and uh, ain't soft in Kabbalah but it means infinite creator that you cannot describe that's the Rambam says it's beyond description beyond conception as the Zohar says but when he, when he, when he created the world he sat on the throne of, just, of justice and he appeared to us he created the world as Elohim as we said not God the word God if you say God created the beginning, God created the world, uh, the word God has no meaning. It's no meaning, it's a meaning of reverence, but no specific meaning. You don't know why it created and what for. But if you say the judge created it, then right away you got the message that the world was created to stand judgment, to stand in trial, and, and he is a judge. So then this is the basis, as we said, the Rosh Hashanah holiday the anniversary of creation so message number one the, the, we got the name of the creator at the beginning he appearing or sitting on the throne of justice absolute justice later on he will assume uh, he, will, he will show up in a different name throughout Genesis but at the beginning he, showed to the, he was shown to the world as a, as a judge we spoke about it and we also spoke about how what are the characteristic of the judge and we spoke about uh, um, uh, I'll show you here on the, on the, on the internet page uh, uh, for instance the, it can be seen here uh, uh, that uh, what are the characteristic the judge looking created the world to stand for judgment and uh, the anniversary of creation holiday is predicated on the story and Elohim the characteristic of Elohim is or are that he is right we spoke about it he's always right he's absolute truth absolute he, has, he, he yields to no other power I mean he, he, he give you he go to the truth to the core of the truth without any concession and uh, a judgment is even he respects no one he treats the same as a fly as he would treat the king and a very important characteristic of Elohim judgment conceptually is measure for measure you do something you and he, you get you get the punishment or attribution right away you eat and you are being eaten no mercy his judgment reflects the absolute truth with no mercy, no compassion, and no forgiveness. These are the characteristics 
classical characteristic of Elohim, which are hearts. Now, um, this is what we discussed late uh, uh, last time, and just to kind of to put you on the mood, on the right mood. And we are going to continue now the story of Genesis number one. And we go to the next uh, to the next class, which is today class. And we I'll, I'll dwell today on Elohim uh, is a, in the heart of nature. Of, of nature. What does it mean? Now, if I ask you, if I ask you. Uh, what did he do? Uh, what did he do? We, we are focusing today on the creation. So this is the story. Of the, the, this is chapter number one. Speak about the Creator, about creation, and about Adam. Why is it? Why does the Torah bother to tell us? Because you cannot understand Adam, creation of Adam, without understanding the creation of the world of the world, of the universe around us. We are part of the universe and the universe is part of us and we will never we will never understand our idolatry trial, which is the core of the of the chapter one. We will we can never uh, overcome idolatry. We can never overcome idolatry unless we understand ourselves, how we are built and who made us. We will always fail idolatry unless we understand how he built us. He built us layer by layer. Uh, and, and we need to know that. We need to know exactly how we are built. And we need to know creation around us. We need to know ourselves very good, very thoroughly, in order to overcome our major obstacle, which is a, our major trial, which is a, 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 a idolatry and to worship Hashem in the right way. So in, we need to know the story of creation in depth. So that's what we're going to focus today on, on, on creation. And as we understand what creation is, of the sixth day of creation, then we're going to move on later on to, the, to the, something closer to us, to ourselves which is only in the sixth day. So we need to, but the Torah doesn't start with the sixth day. The Torah could start, could have started, well, Elohim, cre Elohim created the world in sixth day, and then on the, uh, on, on the sixth day afternoon, he, he also created Adam and Eve. And he said, let us make Adam and Eve. But it, the Torah doesn't start right away with Adam. It, it, it devotes a whole chapter to, to, for creation, to, because she wanted us to know that we should know, we must need no creation in order to understand the Creator. That's basically the essence of the Rambam teaching. The Rambam teach, teaches that you will never know. You need to know science. You need to know create the universe around you, because the, the, through the science, through the universe, through understanding the your surrounding. Then you will you will get to know him and fear him and accept him as your king. That's the Rambam. That's the beginning of the of the of the Mishnah Torah of the Rambam. So we must we must know the universe. We must know how he built us. So that's that for that we are going to devote this class or maybe the next class, and then we will finally get 
to, to something closer to us, how we are built. Any question for, any question for me so far, kind of quick? You hear me? Everything is fine? Can I have some feedback? Yeah, okay. All is good. Great. Fine. No question. Fine. So, I, so I'm not, I'm, I'm speaking to open ears then. People, uh, one day as I said, uh, Ray will put uh, in his kindness also uh, cameras and then we'll have a feeling of a real class, you know. This will be great if you can see each other. Now, so we'll focus today on the, on the creation, it's on the sixth day creation. So the question is, how busy was Hashem, was God Elohim, how busy was he? On that, on that sixth day. And so I'm asking you a question. How many times the word Elohim appears in the... How many times the word Elohim appears in the, in, in, in the first chapter? So how many times appear? Here is, the, here is the first chapter. And I put it for you. And you can count how many times. Verse number, how many times the word Elohim appear? I know it by heart. Once you know the answer, you will, you will never forget it. I don't, I don't even have to count it. I, I will remember it for the rest of my life. Once you understand what, what's all about. So how many times Elohim, the name of Elohim appear? So I said in the beginning, Elohim created. Remember, there is no word God. God is a... There's no meaning in, in the word God as I cherish the God. There's nothing wrong with the word God, G-O-D. Uh, but it just doesn't reflect what we are talking about in terms when we learn Torah. When we learn Torah, we have to be specific about the name. And the word God is, is instance, it's, rever it's, rever it's, it's, it's we revere it, but it, it doesn't fit the study of the Torah. So uh, here are, if you count, if you count how many times the word Elohim appears, so right, only in the first day he appears one, two, three, four, five, six times in the first day. And then on the, on the second day he appears three more times, seven, eight, nine. You know, he said let it be a firmament, then he, and uh, and Elohim made a firmament. Every time the word Elohim appeared, a judgment was done. Remember that? The name of Elohim signaled a judgment. As Rashi says. And, 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 and it's, so every time the name Elohim appeared, there was a judgment. So uh, here, just second day, there were nine times Elohim. And then uh, we are going to come to the third day. You see two more times. In the middle of the day, they pass the judgment there, and then it, uh, the third they continue, the grass and the herbs and the seed of life, and it, it was morning and and there was a. I think it's just wrong here. It was it should be there was a evening and the should morning. I think it should be reversed here. One thirteen. I'd have to check it. It should be. It was evening. It was. Uh, morning a third day so because the evening always precede precede the morning 
in, in Jewish uh, calendar, the evening precedes the day. So it should be, the, it was evening, it should be morning. So right on the third day, we have like a 14 time. And then for Okimipa. So he was very busy uh, during those six days. Uh, and uh, we go to verse 14 and 15 and 16, 17, and we get, by the end of the fourth day, we have 18 time. On the, on the fourth day, they were created the luminaries. And then uh, on the fifth day come with the sea, the swarm of abundant fish, and birds, and crocodiles. And, and at the end of the, you see here, and there was evening, and there was morning, day, fear, day five. So we already mentioned this, this, the, ver, the uh, Torah mentioned the name of Elohim here 22 times so far. Now we come to the sixth day and uh, the, the creation of the cattle and the cattle of the beast. 24 time and then they made Adam, making of Adam. And by the end of the, by the, end of the sixth day, 32, uh, 32 time. Now 32 time is the, the word of the, the, the I, the, if you would know that the 32 has a meaning in Hebrew, 30 is represented by L, 2 is B, so in, in Hebrew, Lamed Bet is heart, Lev. So once you remember, you see the, the, the Elohim fills the, the sixth day as a heart, as a heart, is the heart of the universe, which is mean, it is a miraculous thing. That, uh, 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 that you see it only in Hebrew, you cannot imitate it in any other language. So Elohim feels, feels the universe, uh, the heart feels the, the body. You know, Elohim is the hard heart, H-E-R-T-A-R-T, heart of the universe. And what's the message it is, is that? That's such a big, such an important message, such a beautiful message. Elohim resides everywhere. He's the heart of the nature. 32 times, 32 times his name appears in just few verses. It's amazing how, how concentrated the Torah is so meager with every word. And, and and so careful. Every word is carved out in the right place in the right message. And here, in such just just few words, Elohim, the judge, he executed judgment 32 times. Is the heart of nature. Not only that, uh, but uh, uh, so it's not only it's a. Uh, Thirty-two times he appear is appear in the heart of nature, but the the, the word nature itself ha, in Hebrew hateva, the nature, the numerically also is equal to Elohim. So wherever you wherever you walk, wherever you turn around, uh, you see that that. A message coming to, coming to you back and again. I, the law of Elohim is is the law of nature. So the question is now, if 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 we ask now, we said earlier that the, the nature or the world was created to stand a judgment. 
So the the questioner is a question that people can ask is now what I, what do you mean that the the word universe stand judgment? Does the universe has a mind? What kind of judgment the universe uh, stand? We asked the question last time. So we answer that uh, every, every creature in the universe has to stand a judgment in his own world. We don't know how, but the mosquito and the flower and the lion and the, and the, and the rock and the sea and the moon, every creature, uh, living or non-living, stand in his judgment in his own in his own universe, in his own world, before only the Creator can understand the judgment of that, of that uh, create, of that feature that was created, that item. Now we understand uh, another, in, in a deeper meaning, that actually the law of Elohim are the law of nature. At least that. So we understand that the, when he said we feel the nature. He feels the nature like a heart, like blood fills the human being, uh, the body, and his laws are at least identi identi uh, uh, identified with the law of nature. So, and that's so true. I mean, it, it, are, the laws are so meticulous. Nobody can dare to, to violate them. Uh, somebody wrote a, a book lately, you know, a green, about uh, how elegant our universe is. And it means, uh, we talks about this physicist, uh, famous physicist, beautiful writer. He writes, if you just change the, the size of electro electron in Iora, if the, if the electron was just a little bit different, bigger, there wouldn't be a universe as we know it. If, if the electron was just a little farther away from the atom, or, or this and that, if you just change the parameter, a, a, a fraction of a millimeter or a, a, a micron difference will change the, the whole universe, will be a different universe. So everything is so meticulously, so, so elegant, tied together in universe. And that's what we mean, that the, 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 the lochim is precise and uh, demand obedience and will not tolerate it will not tolerate any any departure from 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 uh, from uh, from his laws. Uh, excuse me for a minute. I'll break here. There is something here. I need to take care of you in a minute. Hello everybody, I'm uh, here again. I'm sorry about the interruption. I hope I will not be interrupted again here. Uh, now, uh, so we spoke about the Elohim feeling the heart is the heart of nature. Uh, any questions so far?
Now, if not, if not, now let's go and to see when he, when we say he was busy on these six days. Uh, what did he do? Well, how many times he judged really? Uh, he said every time his name his name uh, appeared, he, he executed the judgment. But in fact, the Torah is more specific. And you see here in the beginning, uh, the first uh, in the beginning, Elohim created the heaven and health. He created the chaos and darkness, and light, and so on. And at the end of the day, and there was morning and there was night. And Elohim called. And, and here, verse one four, he says, and Elohim saw the light, and it was good. So here is explicit explicit judgment. Explicit judgment was made at the end of the day, and Elohim was said it is good. Good in Hebrew means good is uh, feeling good. Good is also solid. Good is viable. So the tov, the word tov, is actually means a viable, ready to go on. I can. I, this is the first floor, and I can go, go on and build the building, the next floor on on top of that. So it is good, solid floor. Now, uh, the judgment was passed in the end of the day. What about the second day? Do you see any judgment, specific judgment here? So he separated the he made the firmament, he separated the, the water from above, from below. And it was the second day, but you see in the second day, it was morning and there was evening. Again, morning and evening. I think it should be the other way around. Uh, uh, second day, uh, so there was no 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 judgment passed on the second day. But on the third day, uh, and Elohim uh, separated the wa uh, the water from the dry land, and then after separated, he executed the judgment and said it was good. In the middle of the Tuesday, in the middle of the third day. And uh, he continued, the third day was not over with. He continued to plant you now seed and uh, grass and uh, trees. And, and uh, Elohim saw that this was good. So here, and there was even, there was morning away. I, I think, uh, let me check the Bible here. If I think the, the, it was misquoted here or maybe I'm wrong. Um, I open the Bible here and just see verse 113, for instance. No, it should be the other way around. It's a mistake here. It was evening and there was evening and there was morning. So evening always precedes the morning. Anyhow, if we executed, so we need to correct that quotation here. Uh, anyhow, is the, on its, the second day there was no official judgment. Uh, it didn't say it's good, but on the third day he said twice that it was good. And that's why the Tuesday or third day of the week in Jewish, uh, in Jewish custom uh, is to, it's a good day for wedding, for instance. If you do wedding on Tuesday, it's a good sign because uh, in, on uh, Tuesday, on the third day, it was said twice good. So if you remember that uh, the little uh, uh, um, Shevet, 
Uh, you will remember that on the third day, on the, on the third day, it was twice because this is a good day of wedding. And uh, there was another reason for for that, for the wedding, and I'll, we'll come to that uh, in in the future. Uh, because actually, the story of Eden occurred on on the Tuesday. People are not aware of it, but Tuesday is the day that uh, the story of Eden happened. Adam and Eve. Uh, but we'll see later on when you come to that. Now, uh, uh, verse, uh, and then we come to the fourth day, the luminaries, and and it, it was it was evening, it was morning, a fourth day. And uh, verse eight, 18, Elohim saw it was good. So every day at the end of the day, also on the first, on the fifth day, at the end of the day. Here, uh, verse 21, and Elohim saw that it was good. So at the end of the day, he judged the day good, it continued. And now come the, the sixth day, the day that we are born. And uh, he actually, he first he, he created the beast, or the cattle and the beast. And he executed the judgment in the middle of the day, and he said it was good. Verse 25. It was not, the day was not yet over. He continued on the sixth day to make us. But at the end of the sixth day, something else happened. Elohim saw everything he made, not just the sixth day, everything is made. And behold, it was very good. I think it is very good here. It was very good. And the sixth day was over. So all, every day he judged it and said, "Good, good." Until after we we, we were born, uh, he made Adam, and he, uh, at the end of the sixth day, and it was very good. Oh, we we, we will discuss all these uh, uh, issues in detail. But what what I want to, I'm kind of introducing you to to what we are going to discuss in the future. But you see that the judgment was executed at the end of the day. So he was busy executing judgment. And every day he said it was good at the end of the day. And it wouldn't proceed to the next day unless the, the, the previous day was good. Now we come to the crucial question that everybody asks. How long did it take each day? How long did it last each day? Wow, what a question is that? Did it, it says here that the, the, the entire world was created by only in one week, which happened to the calendar only 5,000 years ago, in one week. So all the scientists in the world will come to me and say, you know, for the story of the Torah is certainly not good, not right. We know that the creation is much longer. We know that there are this, we know from carbon, we know uh, carbon examination, radioactive, we know from fossilite. We know that the creation lasted much longer than that. Billion of years, million of years, billion of years. And we know that, that uh, evolution, uh, what, what about evolution, and what about 
all this uh, fossilite and uh, we know that the, the, the human being was preceded by different, different uh, creatures that preceded us transition between a monkey and man and all the time, you know, these are solid questions. And how come the Torah come and say that everything was taken uh, only one week? And so what is, what's going on here? And you say that Torah is eternal, it can speak to every generation, and so it, it can't speak to us if it's, it's only one week. And this is what most people uh, in general public ask in the science, science and community because they ask it because they are not aware of what the Jewish tradition says about it. They never bother reading it. Now, I can tell you right away, so the question is how long let's ask, let's go step by step. And my first question would be how long did each day last? Was it our day, or was it a different day? Had I been with you now in the room, I would probably allow each one of you to, to, to suggest and to offer me. We, we, we would have an open, nice discussion, but in this format, in this format of the internet, kind of, I'm kind of a little bit more bounded. And I know that each one of you uh, can tell me now, how, maybe, maybe try to answer me. How long each day lasts? Maybe some of you can try to email me. How the, was it our day or what, what, what how, and prove me. Prove me how long was each day uh, of creation last, last? It is evening, then it is morning. Yeah, we know that we said it's a mystery. Uh, that's how it should be. Always evening and morning. But our day thousand year, John and Gloria said, how do you know the thousand year? Uh, a thousand year. How do you know that? Why not uh, 10,000? Why not 955? What is a thousand? Where, where do you take the thousand from? And uh, where else? Uh, how long each day lasts? So in, if in your answer, a thousand years, it means that uh, uh, the world is created uh, 6,000 years ago, or plus 5, so 10,000 years ago. But it still, it still contradicts science. And, and uh, so uh, what else? Do you, in, well, let me ask you, uh, let me try to answer that. And my answer, God is a thousand, what is it? A die. With God is a thousand year. Alright. <coughs> a day, a day with Hashem is a thousand year. Okay, well, that's, that's fine. And we will, we will see what it means here. Uh, that's a good answer, the last one. But let me tell you how, what, it, what does it mean. We'll go step by step. First of all, I submit to you right away that the day of Hashem, the, the, the Torah speak, when the Torah speak on a day, it's not our day. Why? Because uh, when, was the, when was the sun and the moon created? Here you see on the screen. Where was the sun and the moon created? And Elohim said, let it be luminary in the firmament in the night. In a, in a day, uh, in a, a firmament of the sky to divide 
uh, the day from the night and let them for sign and season and so on. So they, and and uh, Elohim made the two great luminary and the stars and he placed them in a firmament and to rule over day and to rule night. So when was the luminary? Uh, I heard somebody write me, I heard that creation is a continuous process, but still I'm asking, uh, that's true, uh, it's true, but I'm asking each day that the Torah, the Torah is designed, this, this specifically write first day, second day, third day, so each day, how long is it? Now, if, let me submit to you right away the simple, that uh, simple, answer that Rabbi Cook actually, late Rabbi Cook of in Israel, the chief rabbi of Israel is to say when he was uh, faced with the, when he went to on tour in Israel and people asking that, so he, the first answer he used to say, Rabbi Cook, uh, well, you know, the sun and the moon was created on the fourth day. So there was, before the fourth day, there was no evening and morning like we know it. So when, when day one, there was only light. And yet the Torah says, and Okim called the, li the light day. And there was a evening, and there was, it should be, a, there was evening, and there was, there was evening, everything is, should be reversed here. Day one. So day one was, was the Hashem, Hashem, Elohim called the day one. The, the, the era, day one, although there was no sun and the moon there, so you cannot, there is no escape. The second, from, from saying that the day, of, the day of creation is not, is not the day of the sun and the moon. And the second day, there was only, there was no sun and the moon, there was only uh, water, above from water below. A day one has no measure of time. Well, I don't know. He says beginning when he said Torah says in the beginning, so it created time. In fact, the first thing he created was time zero, the time scale. And so, on you must then conclude, as as the rabbis always concluded. The rabbi always concluded, we didn't have any argument almost among, only, only very fundamental sect of Judaism, like, like uh, you know, very fundamental uh, sect of Judaism, as I said, uh, uh, they usually kind of preach that uh, the day is a real day like today, but these this are the minority. Uh, the majority of the rabbi, and you look at the, all the philosophers of Spain, Jewish Spain, and they all, they basically, it was inherited in us for, for years and years and years, I'll tell you even more in a minute, that uh, the day, our, our day is not, the creation day is not our day. So, the Rambam said, that the moment matter was created, time reach itself, attaches itself to it. Fine, that's nice. Now, I asked, the, so until now I asked the question, how long did a day last? And, no, the, the, I mean, is, is the, we answered the question, the question was, is the, the creational day our day or not? And, and we, we came to the conclusion that I'm summing up. I'm summing up for you 
that at least one argument prevail. A very strong argument. There are many other arguments, but this argument by itself almost tilts the balance. There is no way you can say, or one can say that the sun and the moon were on the first day, and when the Torah says the, the, the first day is day one, that is our day, because there was no sun and the moon there. Uh, so there, there is no way you can say that day one is, is our day. In that case, how long did it last? How long did, 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 did the, uh, each day last? And the answer is, I don't know how long each day lasts. Do, you know, do you know how long each day lasts? Anyone has a clue to that? I'll, uh, I'll give you I'll give you uh, the source. Um, I need to go back to the to the class if I can get back there. Now, hmm, okay. Uh, so, how long did? Uh, did the, the, the universe last and I submit to you the following maybe I'll take the source here now how did how long did each creation day last now let me, I read it for you, let me try to calculate it for you from the verses. Moses said, for thousands of years in your eyes are but bygone day. A bygone day. So thousand years, thousand of our years is one of your days in Psalms. Okay? thousand of our days of our years is one day so hence the, creation, the creator day equal to a thousand human years in, in, according to Moses the, the thousand of our year is a creator one, one day therefore Three, uh, a, a year if, if one if uh, uh, if one day uh, I'm sorry if one day one, one of, of the equator day is a thousand of our days so a whole a whole one, one, one year of the creator equal then to about 365,000 of our years and our tradition says According to Kabbalah, that 6,000 of, of the Creator years comprise one creational day. That's a tradition. So, hence, uh, that amount to 2.1 billion human years for each creational day. This, if it, remember, 2.1 billion human years for each of this creational day. Hence we come, if for the sixth day altogether, 
is 13 billion human years from the beginning to Adam and Eve. Ancient Kabbalistic source. Now, who, who wrote it? Uh, there was a Rabbi Avraham Abulafia, who is a Kabbalistic uh, source, scholar who lived, uh, I think, in about the 11th or 12th century. And he wrote a book of Kabbalah where he wrote tradition that he, that he received when, when, he, when he was young and he studied in Shiva. And they told him that calculation, that calculation came from, from the previous generation. So here you have a, a Jewish, at the time when, 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 the, when the Europe was struggling, still today, uh, people are struggling with the, with the concept of uh, one week, uh, how this, uh, the fundamentalists say, uh, you know, this and that. Here comes Jewish tradition, written even the 10th century, uh, that lasted even earlier than that, that says that the universe lasted uh, each day is 2.1 billion human years, 13 billion years from the beginning until now, which is amazingly, I remember when I read it, one day I read, it, I read a calculation, scientific calculation in a science magazine or something, and they went into calculation from the Big Bang, you know, Big Bang until now, if they, if you take all the, if you go back in time and you, universe is expanding. There was a big bang. Actually, the Rambam, spoke, the Ramban, speak uh, about the one spot big bang that he spoke about in, in the 12th, 13th century. I mean, way before, way before somebody even coined the word uh, big bang. So the Ramban already talked about how the universe expanded for one point, and. And, and, and so the, the scientists talk about 13 billion human years. That from, 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 from uh, about that point, that number, the issue, uh, that they, 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 the assessment of the age of the universe according to the calculation. And when I, when I read it, I almost fell apart on the floor. I mean, it was, I, I, said, I couldn't believe it. I said, how could they come to that number that Rabbi Abu Lafia uh, offered uh, almost a thousand years ago in his book. Uh, so, the, again, I'm not talking about the number. We don't care now about the numbers here. Uh, it's beyond us and it's not, not for our discussion. I'm talking about the concept. I'm talking about the, the Jewish concept, about the, the, how we look at the days. And we, we understand it doesn't matter if it's 2.1 or 13 or that. That's beyond, that's not for me to decide now. And this is not our topic. Uh, uh, our topic is to understand that definitely, uh, according to Jewish tradition, uh, the day is not, the day of creation is not a day. It's not our day. Uh, and it's much longer. And it took a long, long time to the universe to evolve or to, to get to the point where it is now. Six day, each day actually uh, pose an era. Era. And we already already distinguish here, if you look at the at the at the, at the uh, chart here, at the quotation here, and and you see how there is a distinction between human year, the creational the creational year and the creator year. So there, there, is a, there is a year of God, you know, creator year, 
so to speak, according to Moses. And there was a creational year, and there is a which is an era. And there is a human here, which is much, much longer. You know, if we, if, if we lived at that time, we would, would, in our terms, it would have been so many billion years. But for, for Hashem, it's, uh, it's like uh, He designated it in His term. Of, uh, of course, Hashem is infinite. He has no time. He's beyond time. But this is just like a, a hanging on the word of Moses to accept what, what, to think what Moses thought about it. And, and and so on. So here we came. Uh, here we came to the to the uh, to this conclusion that uh, uh, the the creational process took long, long time. And it uh, now we see, and each day was proceeded day by day, day by day by by his command. And at the end of each each era, era he make a decision is to go on to another day. Only if it was good and solid, he proceeded on to the next, to the sec, to the next day. Okay, so now we 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 put we already progressed a little bit with our discussion, and we we are now to to understand the next topic we will have to discuss is the order of creation day. Does this order? That is present the order of creation makes any sense. When the Torah describes day one, day two, day three, I mean, does it make any sense to to? Suppose I, I examine it as a scientist. Well, I'm not a rabbi. I'm I'm Tzviyaviner, the doctor, and I'm sitting here and I want to examine it. I don't know anything about it. I want to know. I'm a scientist. I know about the biology and science and physics. I also studied uh, theoretical physics at the time, so I know a little bit about physics and um, electro electric equations and uh, and uh, I know about the theory of evolution. I mean, uh, I know about the relativity and so on. So I want to I want to to look at it and examine the sort of question from a scientific point of view. Does it make sense to me or not? Not of course the Torah has a moral message here, and the Torah brings the story because of moral message. But the moral message will not the the moral the moral uh, message has no meaning if it's not based on 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 uh, on the truth. Now uh, let me pause here and read uh, read what uh, our friend uh, Jack says here. Ramban says that the moment matter was created, time attached itself to it. Oh, that's beautiful because. Uh, let me comment on that, because at the beginning, the first day, we, we, what was created on the first day? Chaos, chaos and light, I mean chaos and order, light and darkness, light actually is energy, and time, so and, and water. Water represents the, the most elementary uh, form of molecule attachment, H2O. And, 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 uh, and we know that the, the universe is filled with water. Uh, the comets are full, the comets are icy water. Uh, that's we know today. At one time they thought the comets are rocks. No, the comets are water, water and above. 
So when water, uh, when elementary water was created at day one, there was water, the Torah says. Amazing, Moses standing there 3,500 3, 30, 3, 3, years ago, surrounded by pagan worship idol and, and, and stone and he speak about uh, the, the first molecule, the first element, the first matter that was uh, made was water and, uh, and uh, at the time and uh, in fact uh, Einstein would say that when the matter start to move around each other, when the matter of the molecule start to move the movement creates the, the time. That's the theory of relativity. Now Jack Sander says, and it fits day one, uh, Rabbi Isaac Ofako, exactly, Isaac, uh, 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 Isaac Abulafia, actually, Ofako, Zohar Hayim, he was a student of the Rambam, okay. So Rabbi Yitzchak Abulafia, I think that's why that's his name, and he was there. Uh, he was one of the um, uh, the sources about the, the, this uh, uh, length of the universe. Uh, any any other comment? Uh, I think we, we we should leave now. I don't know. Uh, I think we should leave the order, or maybe we can start. If we have a few minutes, we can start talking about the orders of the day, if it makes sense or not. Before I start, any other comments so far? Do you have any question before we start? The question regarding the length of the day, the length of the universe, time, and the, the, the point that I made, it took a long, long time to arrive to the point where we are now. So what we are now, and now the question is, of course, if you talk about the order, let me just give you some material to think about uh, for the next class. How come I say, if I say that the Torah fits science, there is no contradiction between science and Torah, how come the sun and the moon is only on the, on the fourth day, whereas vegetation was, was on the third day? I mean, the, the vegetation should actually uh, consume light. So uh, how come do you, do, do you tell me you say that vegetation was formed before before the sun and the moon and so on so that's a question we have to address the order we're going to focus on the order of creational day any question if i see no if i see no question i think i got 7 more minutes to go so i'll i'll focus on day 1 is it okay with you Are you there? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So I'll go. I, I, we start our discussion of the order because if the Torah wrote it, thank you. If the Torah wrote it in this day, it's very important. The order is not. It's not incidental. The Torah warns us to know the order. Because remember, finally, the whole point of the Torah is here. As the rabbi, uh, we'll see later on, talk, says, because everything will culminate in us. Everything we speak about now, the whole length of the universe uh, build up, 
the six days building that he built culminated finally in us. We wouldn't be here, we, are, we wouldn't be like what we are now without that first day, without the second day, without the third day. And when he look at the creation and made us, you know, see, when he said, let us in plural, one of the things that he consulted with was creation. So he looked at creation and made us. We are part of creation. That's the, the Ramban, the, the, Ram, the Ramban says. My Nachmanoides. So, so he, creation. He look at the creation as a, as a blueprint, as a, as a, as a builder look at a blueprint. He look at creation and made us accordingly. We'll come to that later on when we speak about let the, the the beautiful word let us make Adam and Eve. Let us make Adam in our form. To whom he was speaking, let us. One of the one of the entity that he was speaking was was creation beside other. He was talking to creation to the former six days and he said let us make Adam it will be, will be your king and they say the six day of creation conception they say yeah we don't object to that as long as he understand us because we want a king that uh, will understand us so so he look at he look at this he look at the Adam hello yeah, I'm in the middle of the class. Can you uh, call me a few minutes, okay? Hi, thank you. All right, this is my daughter from New York. And they're calling me. All right, so that's very nice. So uh, he looked at creation and made us. So he looked at each day of creation and made us. So that's why the Torah put the emphasis of the order it was created the first day, the second day, the third day, because he looked at each day and, and he made us. Yes, we, you look at the cattle, part of the cattle is in us. Uh, you look at the lion, part of the lion is us. The snake is in us. The, the stone, the earthquake is us. The destruction is us. Remedy is us. Uh, everything you see in the universe is within us. We have the light, we have the darkness, we have the energy, we have matter, it's us. Besides other things, he looked at the past, he looked at the future, and he made us. He consulted entities and he made us. We'll discuss it. So in order to, and he did it, and we need to understand it, in order, as I said, everything is part of the idolatry trial. Once we understand ourselves, we understand how we are built, then we understand what attracts us, what are, what are the eternal attraction, what we are attracted to, what we are, what we are tend, attempted to replace with, with the Creator. Instead of worship our Creator, we can worship other things that we think, we, 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 we think they created us, and so forth. So we need to understand how we are built, what attracted us, what attracts us, and uh, what, are the, what are our passions, what are our desire, where are they coming, coming from and, and because we are, part of, we are part of nature and we cannot live without nature our task is to move nature forward to, to the Sabbath day, to the seventh day Alright, I think uh, we'll stop here uh, any questions for, for me so far before we kind of depart for, for the week are you okay?
All right, thank you. So I say goodbye to you, and uh, uh, I will see you then with God's help next week. And uh, we will continue our discussion, we will focus, and you can read, but please prepare yourself, prepare yourself uh, to read, to focus, when you read, focus on the order. Think about the order of the days, so or when we talk about it, you, you, you know, you have to look at, you, you don't have to look it up at the, at the Bible and start reading it, so it will be on your heart. And once we understand the order, you will never forget it. So you will never forget that Elohim appeared 32 times in the, in the verse because he is a heart. He is the heart of the of the creation. You will never forget that Elohim is the law of Elohim is the law of nature because it's the same numbers. Elohim is is, is nature and so on. And you will never forget the order. You can you can you, once you understand the order, you will never forget it. There is a there is a, a logic. There is a truth. Uh, behind behind the order of, of the creation day. Alright? Uh, have a nice evening and uh, thank you all. See you next week. Take care. Bye.